0: Hello and welcome to Theology Matters. This is Dr. John Clark. And uh, today we want to continue our study on eternal security. And we've been looking at uh, the way that confusion on the three tenses of salvation negatively impacts people's uh, assurance of salvation, negatively impacts their understanding of the doctrine of eternal security, Uh, and also uh, by implication having the same effect of devaluing the finished work of Jesus Christ and so we've been looking at how um, even confusion in the three tenses leads to some of the false gospel response cliches that we see in our days such as making Jesus the Lord of your life or turning from sin growing in holiness or confession of sins which we all ident- which we identified those three false cliches when when probably worded a little bit better I don't those that wording, Is still problematic in my sense, but in terms of taking the the concept that they're trying to communicate, um, it it those are really sanctification truths. We're talking about growing spiritually. We're talking about being in fellowship with the Lord. Those are all process of time events, and so that's better reflected in the second tense of our salvation, sanctification, which is deliverance from the power of sin on a daily moment by moment basis versus what many of the confusion and those who are confused try to do and that's to take sanctification type truth growth and holiness and spiritual fellowship and these kind of things and try to make it a prerequisite to be delivered from sin's penalty again sin's penalty we find deliverance from from the wages of sin which is death because Jesus Christ died for us 2,000 years ago and rose again. And at a moment in time, somebody shared that message with us, and we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And that was the day that we were justified. We were declared righteous, and we were saved from the penalty of our sin, never to face that death penalty in the future. And so I want to continue looking at another common, common mistake uh in confusing uh confusing sanctification truths with justification truths and that is the incorrect assumption by many people that that the word faith and faithfulness are somehow synonyms how they're somehow synonymous and so many within christendom will affirm that sinners are justified by faith in Christ alone, but then they practically deny that affirmation by adding qualifications to faith, saying such things as faith alone saves, but saving faith is never alone, or it must also be fruitful, it must have good works attached to it, or it's not genuine faith. You'll hear people use all sorts of qualifiers for faith, and we've made the comment before, and I'll make it again, that faith is is only as good as, as its object, so it doesn't matter if you have uh, a little faith, a lot of faith. It's how good is your object? What, who, or what are you trusting in? Are they able to do what they say they can do? Um, that's really the issue. But but often people will try to combine uh, faith and faithfulness, and they'll they'll say stuff like, uh, "Yeah, you know, faith alone saves, but your faith must endure to the end for you to ultimately be saved." Or when such qualifications. Um, are placed on faith, and then the gospel is changed from the good news of what God has done for man to the bad news of what man must strive to do for God in order to be saved. And so, by definition, to question the value or adequacy of one's faith is to question one's object. Again, as I've said before, faith in and of itself has no value. The real question is is the object I'm trusting in worthy of my trust? Can he she or it Uh, obviously in the case of the gospel can jesus christ do what i'm trusting him to do it's not my faith my faith doesn't produce some action to qualify uh, whether or not uh, i'm going to get the benefit of it it's it's do or am i trusting or have i trusted in uh, the object that can save And this is even why the phrases, as I mentioned, true faith, genuine faith, saving faith, they all really miss the mark. They take the focus off of the object. You know, some will say, yes, Christ can save you, but your faith must keep holding on to Christ in order for you to reach heaven. And you know, that's, that's foolish because the scriptures emphasize Christ holding on to us, not us holding on to Christ Again, reference John 10 verses 28 through 30. So according to this approach, um, you know, someone that would teach that your faithfulness is in some way equivalent to your faith, um, they would would have to teach that Christ really doesn't save a person. Um, They have a part in saving themselves because with this approach, a person is not really saved by faith in Christ, trusting in Christ alone, but ultimately they're saved by their faith in their faith or their faithfulness to continue believing. And this is why many People who have been taught this, who have or th- where this has been insinuated, have lots of confusion and lack assurance of their salvation. And this is why the Bible never states that faithfulness is required for eternal salvation. Only faith in Jesus Christ. The two words are not synonymous. In fact, if we um, if we look at the word translated faithful, it's the Greek word pistos in the New Testament. Uh, it's an adjective. it's used 67 times in the New Testament. but if you look at all the passages where it's used, it's never once used as a requirement for salvation, nor is it ever or, nor is it synonymous uh, with any salvation related concept. So uh, it's not even used for uh, with terms like eternal life, justification, redemption, regeneration. Uh, it's never used, in those contexts. In fact, the word is never used as a condition for salvation from the penalty of sin, but it is used the following ways. And let's look at a couple of these. This is the the use of the word faithful or pistos in the New Testament. In Revelation 2:10, it is used as a condition for receiving a future crown or reward. Look at Revelation 2:10. It says, "Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful." There's the phrase, "Be faithful unto death," and I will give you the crown of life. So again, we see a crown is is the reward for being faithful. Um, by the way, it's important also to know out note or note and to point out. That the context of Revelation 2 is what? Uh, Revelation 2.10, well, it's a letter to the church in Smyrna. Jesus Christ is writing to believers here. So again, it's not a condition to be saved. It's not a condition to stay saved. It's a condition for a crown. First Corinthians 4.2, we see that faithfulness is a qualification for a good steward. Again, not a prerequisite to be saved but simply a qualification for a good steward. 1 Corinthians 4.2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. There's our word pistos, that they would be found faithful. Another use of the word that kind of illustrates this well is is in 1 Corinthians 4.17, which is a description of a believer who is walking with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 4.17 says, says this, for this reason, I've sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach everywhere in every church. So again, we see that the word faithful is used uh, of a of a believer. And in this case, describing a believer who is walking with the Lord, it's not used as a prerequisite to be delivered from sin's penalty. In fact, one more example, we see when it's negated, uh, when it was basically negated as it, it was used of a uh, as a description of a believers not walking with the lord or someone who is unbelieving as in the case of Thomas and so we see this in John chapter uh, John chapter 20 verse 27 and we read this John 20:27 20, Then he said to Thomas reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side do not be unbelieving but believing that word, unbelieving is our is our Greek word pistos with a negation on the front of it. So it's describing him believing that 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 is indeed Jesus standing in front of him. It's not talking about faith for salvation or deliverance from the penalty of sin. It's Thomas didn't believe that Jesus was standing in front of him, and so that's this is what he's talking about here. So it's the description of someone not walking with the Lord. Now, the word translated faithful pistos should be properly distinguished from the noun translated faith, pistis, and the verb believe, pistuo, which again, these are used repeatedly in the New Testament as the sole condition for salvation. Additionally, it, and it must be emphatically noted, that when pistis or pistuo are used in scripture, they always have as their object either Jesus Christ or propositional truth related to Christ such as the promises of Christ or the gospel very important to note and we could list uh, tons of verses here but let me just give you a quick list and maybe you can get these down mark 115 john 3 15 through 16 318 336 john 640 john 830 John 11.27, John 20.31, Acts 10.43, Acts 11.17, Acts 16.31, Romans 3.22 and 3.26, Galatians 2.16, 3.22 and 3.26, Philippians 3.9, 1 John 5.1 and 1 John 5.5. 5. And so we can see uh, clearly that when the words for faith Or to believe in verb form or use, they always have as their object, either Jesus Christ or propositional truth related to Jesus Christ. Um, Never once does the faith or belief required for eternal salvation have as its object anything related to human works or self. This simply means that a person's trust must be in Christ alone. Again, not in their ongoing faithfulness or quality of life quality of life, ongoing faithfulness is a sanctification truth that happens over time when we're being delivered from the power of sin, not at a moment in time when we're delivered from the penalty of sin. Again, faithfulness is a sanctification word whose success is based upon ongoing responses of faith and whose success assumes divine resources, not resources of an unbeliever to try to get saved, but resources of a believer who has been placed in Christ and blessed with every spiritual blessings, including the indwelling Holy Spirit and the blessing of our new relationship to the the very um, or the power of sin, the uh, sins, uh, indwelling sin. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> so it's it's technically not even our faith which saves us. It's the object of our faith which saves us namely the lord jesus christ it's his faithfulness that is emphasized in the gospel not ours in fact when you when you're asked the question um and i don't believe this is biblical i don't think god's going to ask us a question when we get there i think he knows who's saved and who's not but if god were to ask you a question when you got to heaven why should i let you into heaven would you if i gave you a, a you know multiple choice to choose from which would you choose would you say it's because i've been faithful to you all my life or is Or would you say it's because Christ was faithful to me in dying for my sins and rising again? I mean, clearly when you put it in that light, we know that it's based on the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, not on our own faithfulness. And I want to close with a quote. I don't always uh, agree with everything that Charles Spurgeon says, but I do like the way he phrased this particular quote uh, regarding what saves us. He said this, Remember, therefore, It is not your hold of Christ that saves you, it is Christ. It is not your joy in Christ that saves you, it is Christ. It is not even faith in Christ, though that be the instrument. It is Christ's blood and merits. Therefore look not so much to your hand with which you are grasping Christ as to Christ. Look not to your hope, but to Jesus, the source of your hope. Look not to your faith, but to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. We shall never find happiness by looking at our own prayers, our own doings, or our own feelings. It is what Jesus is, not what we are, that gives rest to the soul.